Brook Lancaster Care Treatment Facility. To accept this free call, press zero. To refuse this free call, calls are subject to monitoring and may be recorded. Your call will not be connected. Thank you for using GTL. Yes, sir. Who am I speaking with? Hello. How do you spell your last name? That is a interesting last name. Where is that from? Was that? I know a Hungarian tennis player. Um, well, yeah, his name. Yeah, I won't. I won't say his name on the air, but he's a really good guy, and I just so happened to rent his house when I lived in L.A. So he was a really good guy. Yeah, man. Well, hey, my wife is here with me, and you want to say hi? Hi, I said. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Yeah. I would imagine. Well, listen, man, we want you to take the floor is yours. You can say hi to anyone you want. Share what's on your heart. If we full lead, we'll jump in and ask a question. But honestly, the floor is yours, man. I'm willing to answer the Well, actually, you know what's kind of interesting is that every story has been completely different. And everyone's, the things that they're upset, the injustice that they experience, I mean, yeah, some of it's the same. But it's honestly never, no conversation has been the same, which has been kind of awesome. Um, but if you want to share, so were you a juvenile when you got thrown in civil commitment? Yeah, um How old was your quote-unquote victim? What? Wait, hold What's on. That? Wouldn't that make you the victim? But it wasn't. I tried to force myself onto her. So mm -hmm. I got convicted of an attempted first degree criminal sexual conduct. Was alcohol and drugs involved? No. Okay. So I, I want to ask you something because that actually is the first time I've heard that in all of the conversations I've had. Tell me about the place that you were mentally, what was going on in your life, and kind of what fueled um, that aggression, if you don't mind me saying that. Okay. Well, I uh, at that time, I was already on juvenile treatment. So I had, like, can't be, you ever heard of that? No. It's a juvenile. And it's a good place to go to. It helps you and stuff. But when I went there, they helped me realize that all the stuff I did was wrong. Because when I was offending against the kids, I didn't see it as a, it wasn't seen as a crime. It was just that to me. But then when I went to treatment and realized what I did was wrong, I had really low self-esteem about myself. I kept calling myself a monster, a pervert, a pedophile. So at, at that time, so when I was 16, I just have really low self-esteem about myself. I felt like that I was a worthless piece of shit. And so, they told me all the stories I've liked what happened to go to prison. It, you know, made me feel like I could be like the most heinous thing in the world, like I'm the worst person in the world. Why did so, you, can I ask why um you felt like it was just sex? You have. Why? Minute remaining. Oh, okay. Call back, man. You're scared to ask how old they are. Mom. 
When you say kids. Why not? Okay, here's back. Call for subject to monitor and may be recorded. Your call will now be connected. Thank you for using GTL. Hey, Ashton. So I want to get this question out of the way because you said the person, when you were 13, the person was 16. Um, but then no, you. No, 16, they were 18. Eight, 16 and 18, sorry. And then, but you mentioned something else about, like, you didn't know, you mentioned kids. How old were the kids? I was 13 at that time. And were you diagnosed with a mental, because you said that you didn't know it was wrong. Um, no, I did not at that time. What, so what was going, were you abused as a kid? I mean, can you just like be like real about where you were coming from? And you have to understand something. Like I was molested as a kid. Um, I've been through this and, you know, we have two young ones that were very protective over. But I also understand that you know, I don't believe people are born this way. I believe that things happen to them and they're either groomed to be that way or circumstances or mental illness. Can you just kind of speak openly and kind of share where you were at back then? Like, how did you not know that was wrong? Right. Yeah, I got no problem sharing. Um, I saw my parents have sex when I was three years old. So I started mimicking it with other kids at my grandma's daycare. And the word. I, you know, as far as sexual abuse, I, I never was. Not by, I, I was never a kid. I, uh, an adult never abused me or anything with, with other kids. How did you see your parents having sex? Like, how'd that happen? I woke up and I heard noises. I saw the door open. So I went investigating. You know, all kids are curious. Huh? Investigate, find out what was wrong. And that's when I started mimicking it at my grandma's daycare. And then, as well, then when I got older, and I just continued doing that with other kids when I got older. And it's not like they teach you, well, uh, the consent or rape or anything. So, I, plus, I've heard twenty-year-olds dating forty-year-olds. My grandparents on my mom's side were five years apart, or eight years apart. Grandparents on my dad's side, five years apart. So, okay. That's just why you have to talk to kids about sex. This is yeah, and I that this is true. And listen, I want to I want to make this clear, man. Like, obviously, I don't support what happened. At the same time. Like, I remember being exposed to sex really young, like really young and being curious myself, being, and I don't want to, you know, trigger, so I'm going to be very careful with what I say, but like, I can understand that. Like, there's weird things that happen. You see sex. I remember overhearing my dad cheating on my mom with somebody when I was young and being exposed to sex. And like, I was a chem sex addict. I mean, I did some awful things. So, I mean, I, but I, being, being sexualized that young, yeah, you're going to mimic, you mimic your parents, everything. You can't even say fart knocker without your kids going fart knocker because they want to do what you're doing. God, how, let me ask you something. And all that you've learned and all the treatment facilities that you've been in and all the programs, what like what you learned, if you were talking to parents, you are talking to parents all over the world. Yeah. You, you, you get to call back, right? 
Please call back. We got to finish this conversation. All right. Where's his grandma? We Supervising. Where? I bet this crap is way more common than we even know. Okay, well. I'm not condoning no. it. I know. So all this crap happens at Brindley School. There's adults everywhere and no one does anything. Where's fucking grandma? Adults suck. Well, a lot of adults are just oversized babies and oversized. Yeah, I was an oversized kid. I know. I shouldn't have been. So many people that are in the field of childcare in some way or education that should not be. Is he going to call back? I hope he calls back. I hope we didn't. This is the most. I, of course, I've had some really interesting conversations with these guys, but this one. Here we go. Oh, good. He called back. And may be recorded. Your call will now be connected. Thank you for using GTL. Welcome back. Um, I want, I'm going to finish my question and then Jessica has a question. So of all the things that you've learned in your training, what would you tell parents out there? Because I, listen, no, I'm not going to back to it. What would you tell parents out there about how they can best teach their kids about sex and also how to avoid situations like what happened? Like, what advice can you give? I would tell parents that they have sex in their heart. Make sure you lock the door. Don't, don't just pull it in the lock and that way they can't open it. Okay. But, uh, and as far as, uh, it seems simple enough. Yeah. And then, um, as far as teaching them about sex, uh, I don't advise kids to know what sex is or any of that until they start going through puberty when all those pages and those thoughts come into them. And then that's when you sit down and teach them uh, about safe sex, the STD, the unwanted pregnancy, the condo. Right. You, 100%. However, I will say, if you do not talk about things at all, that's when the bad things can happen because the kids don't know, like you didn't know. So what irks me is that there are adults in charge, but they're not protecting. So I don't know what your relationship's like with your grandma, but where was she? Upstairs, we were down all the basement. Down in the basement is where we had all the toys and stuff for her daycare. So she wasn't watching you guys? No. Okay, well, no, that's she, a problem. Uh, right. And then she would leave you downstairs still after? Yeah, after. I, well, and yeah, and once you're at that age and you've had your genitals stimulated, that you just want to keep stimulating them any way you can. And that's even pre-puberty. Because once you feel that, like being molested the first time, it hurt. But it also felt good. That's a mind F. Like, it's yeah. a mind F to experience that. And so this... Oh, my God. Uh, they enjoyed it or something. They thought it was wrong that he 
yeah, it hurt, but it felt good at the same time. And I know some people are shameful about that. It's like a drug addict. Like, they know it's bad for them, but, like, it's an addiction. Ultimately, like, the... If you don't have the mental capacity to, or strength to stop yourself, then you're in trouble. And if no grown up is around to protect you and teach you, then you're in real big trouble. So let me ask you this. I don't know if you can answer this. I don't even know if you could answer it honestly. I don't even know if it's possible. But was it, when that happened, was it simply, was it that you were attracted to, or was it just like one of those, curious things that my penis does this so i wonder what happens when i do that like you know how people when you're young you're exploring trying to figure things out because no one actually has like a real honest conversation with you about sex it's always something weird or they throw you a playboy and go those are boobs or like whatever it may be was it attraction or was it curiosity and like what does this thing do how about Talk about when I was a kid myself. Or yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, more like because I didn't know what it was or what I was doing. I didn't know. Oh, this feels good. Yeah. Like, do it. Wow. I it is. That's you being a victim. Just so you know, you were in a childcare setting, and nobody was protecting you. You are a victim. Yeah, you don't want to yeah, yeah, you are. We just, look, because of, and I'm not trying to get on my high horse here, but religion has made people so awkward around the subject of sex that we, no one can have, or not, not no one, I don't want to overgeneralize. I'm scared to talk about it really. But it's like, it's a very, very, the majority is extremely, they're really bad about having honest conversations about sex. It's because it's either thrown in your face aggressively, which that's not honest either. That's an agenda. Or that's like some hypersex thing that's not based in reality. Or you have this, well, I kind of want my, you know, like you can stick your finger in my butt. And like, we just like dance around subjects instead of just having an honest conversation about it. No wonder everyone's so confused and doesn't know what gender they are. And they want to identify as a turtle. Oh, I saw one person that was attracted to airplanes today. I mean, it's just, it's getting insane, but it all comes down to not having honest conversations about sex. And because we can't have honest conversations about sex, we don't have them with kids even more so. And when we try to talk to them about sex, it's even more awkward than the adults that should be talking to us about sex in the appropriate way. And so now we have all these freaking weirdos on social media grooming people, which is far more dangerous than just sitting down and having an honest conversation with your children about what is going on. But at the same time, how do you even do that? Like, because we're not even educated to well, do that. Well, I mean, I am. You are, because that's what you do. I have told the girls what it is very scientifically and frankly. And I've also told them what can happen if they do not protect their body and keep it to themselves. And that there is bad out there and all yada yada. Thank God you did that. Yeah, yeah, thank God. Uh, yeah. Who is this? Some hey, oh, there's another. I don't. I guess you guys aren't sitting at the same point. Hey, phone. Someone else is calling. Do you know who that is? Well, can you just tell him when you get off so we can keep talking? Yeah, we're on a. Oh, my bad, dude. I just <laughs> I didn't want to hang up. Yeah, I didn't want to hang up on you. Okay, so how are you doing now? 
Like, how do you feel? I feel about myself or the situation I'm in, or nah, just in general. How's your heart? Away from my family, way past my sense. I'm 31 right now. Uh, I feel a lot of resentment towards the legal system. I don't feel angry or sad about myself anymore. I, I don't see myself as a monster. I, I see myself as a human being who did a bad thing. Have you? So I would have So you, how long have you been locked up? What would you do with yourself if you were out tomorrow? Well, I would move in with my sister and mom and then get uh, and look for her job and save up for my own apartment, her own place. But what would your dream be? Like, what's the big thing you would do with your life if it weren't sitting If you could do anything. Walls. I really don't know. Um, the only thing I'm more worried about is living my life when I get out. Focus on all the stuff that I missed out on. I miss going bowling. Mm-hmm. I don't have any major stuff planned. Just I just know like the first year I'm out, it's more focused on adjusting to society. Yeah, because it's been a while, and the whole world, the world's a lot different now. Have you felt like your age? Not like Benjamin Button, where age is in reverse, but do you feel like time has stopped for you, or do you feel like time is still moving forward? I feel like it's stopped. There are times mm-hmm. where I, there are times where I believe that I'm still 16. Do they, do they give you any sort of education? Well, I got my high school diploma when I was in prison. So, yeah, yeah I wouldn't need any high school. Of college, yeah. College is overrated. So you're like a you're like a thirty year old. It's stuck in high school still. Yeah. Wow. I don't even know how the internet works. Well, you're lucky there. Yeah, it's probably saving your soul. Yeah. So, what is your to keep keep hope alive for you? Honestly, the lost. If it was if it wasn't for this lawsuit, I wouldn't have any hope at all. Really? Yeah, because before 2011, uh, no one was getting out at all, and then all of a sudden they called this lawsuit. Now all of a sudden they want to put more people for GPS provisional. I I have a. Uh... Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, because this place. Right. Yeah, but I don't, you know, they've made plans, but more of what they're doing is getting exposed. The malpractice, just not giving you guys proper health care, the not having a clear path home, you know, the games, the psychological warfare that they play upon you all. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's unbelievable how much this actually affects people that are out, you know, out outside of those walls. It affects those people and they don't even know. Like, I don't even think they know what they pay taxes to half the time. Oh, shoot. I didn't even think about that. No, yeah. They're being held. And we're contributing. Everyone's contributing to it. And it's, and it goes deep. It's deep. 
Um, so I got to ask you something. So do you have any flashbacks of what happened when you were young, when you got in trouble? Do you have flashback memories or are those pretty much gone? That's good. I would imagine that would be nightmares. How, um, when the staff, I don't know, I don't know if I'm going too far when I say this, but I know that staff has interacted sexually with some of the inmates, and I'm calling you guys inmates because that is not a hospital, and you're not patients, or you'd be treated as such. Um, so when that kind of stuff happens, when you know of the guards and some of the staff sleeping with the residents there, having sex with the residents, how does that affect the rest of the group? And on top of that, if that stuff happens, this place doesn't talk about it, but if a client event, they'll talk about it. The public school system again. It's like the public school system. <sighs> Holy crap. Wow. Wow. So what do you do to what do you do all day to I know that they have therapy and they have therapy in quotes. Um like tell me like what is your day like? Um watch a little bit of television, uh walking place at night, go to the gym. Oh, you have a gym? Yeah, we have a gym. Oh, that's nice. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it would no, it better is. than nothing. I'd lose my mind. Yeah. So that's the worst part about it. Worst part of being here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, not up every day and just be in prison. You have the same stainless steel toilets, stainless steel seats, beds. Things, everything, it's all prison. How have you uh, ever seen a TV show called it? No, you have one minute remaining. That's where the jail gets a group of people to go to prison undercover to find the world of drugs. Then a lot of participants said one of the participants said the environment gets you, makes you aggressive. I agree with that. Wow. What's therapy like? Uh, just, well, we were having two groups in the module, but now they closed that. Or they closed the modules, but now we just got two groups for two hours apiece. And that, and so far, whenever I go to a group, it's more complaint than anything else. Not to mention, lots of clients are a lot of things up over and over. Yeah, I've heard about that game. Do you want to say hi to anyone before you get cut off? Yeah, I just want to let everyone know. Um, the offense that I committed, the offense that I say is wrong. I take full responsibility for it. I don't blame anyone for my actions. I did deserve the prison time, but I did not deserve this penalty. Thank you for using GTL. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. It takes a lot of um, strength to admit to what he's admitting to, and it takes a lot of um, knowing that you're in the right with the stand you're taking to be able to take the stand and admit to something like what he admitted to. So, yeah. Well, I remember 
this is going to sound so awful, but I mean, I would feel like I would feel wrong for not saying it. But I remember like being a four or five year old kid seeing my mom's boobs. Because, you know, but and I already knew to like them. I mean, it was like boobs. And I'm 43 and I still like, I get excited. But I mean, but what I'm, I don't know. I don't have any education or training why that was sexually stimulating to me. I have no idea. 